art art brings us back in the moment and being in the moment we realize the limitlessness of our humanity And welcome to In The Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform I've chosen to talk about living a life that's in alignment with your truth, your hopes, and your dreams, and your goals. And turning your back on shame and blame and basically things that don't do anything to move the needle forward in your life. My guest today is an artist. And I want to pause right there because many of us who are creative and we know and we aspire to be artists do not own that term. But my guest today is Michael McGrooch and really owns this term. So I am excited for you to hear what he has to say, how he has grown as an artist, what he has overcome, and welcome to the show. Welcome to In the Rising podcast. I am I'm happy to meet you and I'm excited about your painting in the background. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And you really love, I mean, you're, you're a creative person, which is obvious by your painting, but you also combine art with, with life. How mm. did this start? Were you born just a creative individual? Uh, I think I, I might've been born or I might've not. Uh, I was, uh, I did art since I was six years old. Um, and then I, I went into writing the, uh, DJing, uh, producing fashion shows, advertising, film, television, uh, Arts Commission of Newport Beach. So I did, and I wasn't even aware that I was creative. I literally, on when I was 35, I realized uh, in all my uh, resumes that every job was an artist. And then I called myself artist, which was very relieving. Because I knew there is no doubt. I can't wait for society to tell me that I'm an artist or not, or any system, the art business or whatever. And I found out because I was extremely dyslexic, uh, uh, dysgraphic. So I, my hand-eye coordination wasn't good. And so I can still read. I can't read my writing, my handwriting. I couldn't fit in any systems because I couldn't comprehend it. Mm -hmm. So... Um, where I felt comfortable as a human being was art, mm -hmm. the art community, not the art business, but the, but because the business is a system like religion, like, uh, you know, uh, and artists have never defined themselves. So I want to get that out because uh, I think the reason why art, 95% of artists worldwide are on the poverty level around the poverty level is because they've never defined themselves. When you go to a plumber, you ask him, why am I paying you $5,000? And he says, I'm going to get you a, a, a bathtub, uh, a shower, and the piping. When you ask an, an artist, he says, oh, I was in this, I got this award. Uh, bullshit. You know, it's bullshit because art is so powerful. It's way more powerful than a pipe or a bathtub. Uh, mm -hmm. It can transform humans. You know that. If, if you ever have listened to a song that you can't get rid of, it's like falling in love. And you mm -hmm. can't have a description of falling in love. Uh, you can read all the libraries in the world. If you have never experienced falling in love, you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Art does that all the time. Art is the voice of wisdom. It's the language of wisdom. Mm 
you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it shows you stuff that you didn't know about yourself and you can't even put words to it. And I realized with about 35 that the, the magic, there's a magic in it, you know, because people say, well, you always seen a good mood and whatever. And you were a sick child and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, because art always brings me in the moment. You know, it, it is the conjuring between the non-physical to the physical. So you conjure constantly. So that when you do that, you can't be in dyslexia. You can't be in ADHD because you have to focus on the communication because, because between the non-physical and physical. And you have the inspiration and you have to make something out of it. And I feel also a lot of people are jealous at artists because they literally, they're not lazy. They're not uh, starving artists only. They know what they're doing and they finish constantly from inspiration to, to, to finish a product, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I try to disentangle all this misconception about art and try to plant seeds like with you that you give your mind that opportunity to say, okay, art isn't just a project that's going to be sold on the market, like a bike. It is something more. And obviously it's not a bike because nobody buys, looks at the bike and says, I want to pay a million dollars for a bike. What they recognize is that the physical communication with the unseen And when an art lover pays a million dollars for a museum and not to the plumbers union, then it's because he sees, he he resonates in himself with his inherent superpower art. He just doesn't know what to do with it, Mm -hmm. but he resonates. So when I talk to people that spend a lot of money on museums or donate it, they have no clue why they do it. They just, it's a good thing. We need art, blah, blah, blah. But really, they, had, they couldn't verbalize it. And I am doing, through my dyslexia, which is a superpower too, you see context. And so I see the context. I can tell you everything about art. I cannot tell you any history about art. I can, you know, I know, but, but I, I'm average in history. But I can tell you why something works and why it doesn't work and what's going on with the engagement point, how that goes over. Um, I just have that. That's that's my talent that I have. Mm-hmm. I unveil, and everything is here already. Uh, I unveil art. Uh, it, it, I, it's like going to a fountain when the sun shines, and you go on the side, and you show your son, look, there's a rainbow. It's already there. The rainbow is not coming because you go around. The rainbow is there, but you have to just look from another angle. And I'm looking from art uh, as an inherent human superpower with secondaries, healthy discourse, what we're doing right now. Third superpower is our uh, ability to adapt. There's mm-hmm. the three superpowers that are completely ignored and, and they're just used, abused and used. Go ahead. Oh, and one of the things you said early on, because I love the way you described that um, with the rainbow, but I'm, I'm going to come back to that. You also said with art, you're in the moment. And I think being in the moment is something that we are almost either afraid to be or not often enough. We're in our past or we are only in our future, mm-hmm. but it is in that moment in the now that you can truly experience joy and present 
where with art, you have to be present in that moment uh, to, to, be exactly. able to focus. How do you feel being present can transcend what we cannot verbalize, like through those artists that are not able to explain why they're investing um, and, and being philanthropic with artists on that level? I think I think I think they are in the moment because when you see art uh, and you don't understand it, you cannot put your stereotypes and characterizations to the piece or to the music. Then you are in the moment. You it feels good because it pulls you. Art pulls you in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so another magic thing is an art opening. You have every race, every sexuality, every gender, every religion, every political party. They all understand each other at the art opening. They don't, I did a research, they don't even talk about business. They just give you the number if you want to talk business, but they basically just mingle like human beings. And the funny thing is nobody looks at the art. It, it, it's literally, it's the energy of the art that brings us back in that hum, human mm -hmm. process of moment where we are not in mind constructs because the system's you know, society says uh, everything should be hunky-dory, sunshine every day. And if it's not, we sell you a, a painting, uh, we sell you a, a, a pill or a Ferrari or a face job, right? So we are constantly mind constructs. And that's what you see with kids now. They are in, in mind constructs because they're never in the moment. They're always in potential. You got to get this to get this. You got to get this to get this. And look at our education. Uh, you got to go to Harvard to be this. You got to do this to get. And they're never in the moment. They never experience life. It's basically our creative power. And this is my my next book that I'm making out, the art, the smart of art too, that I'm finishing up right now. Is we putting this creativity, which is not art. It's 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 a it's a defined function of creativity, right? It, because art is just art for art's sake. You create something because you want to create something, whatever in the conversation comes. Creativity is applied art. It's applied creativity. It's 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 applied for a certain thing. You know, make me an iPhone, make me a bicycle, make me something. And so it's already limited anyway. But that's how we we fight each other. Uh, we, you know, humans are against humans without knowing it. So we are we're having this system mirror between us and we don't know you know that we actually not that's not our power our power is really inclusion not exclusion not not uh, being uh, uh, diversified so say there's um say you're doing your art you're being creative in that moment yeah. and and you had a quote on one of your pinterest um pins and it yeah, says yeah. the following Artists command art, adapting it to their projects, but art's magic appears when you co-create with its essence. Mm -hmm. How do how do people co-create with that essence when they're not sure what that essence is? You find it. I mean, I mean, I mean this is very easy. I mean, I can teach you that. It's it's an easy thing. I mean, just say get on a canvas, a blank canvas. Think about what do you feel? What's your feeling of, of color? And you say, let's say, pink. Mm -hmm. What other what other So you make a pink dot. And the same in writing. Uh, what what do you say? Think about a uh, uh, thing. Uh, you know, bug. And a cute little bug. You know, 
And then you write that down, you know, uh, uh, butterfly. You write butterfly on a piece of paper. What is the second word that's coming? And you start and just be open. And if it's saying butterfly and brick, it's okay. Put butterfly and brick. If it's pink and black, put black there. It doesn't really matter. And you start a conversation. The conversation comes up. But if you like a lot of women do a very um, cloud-like. I see it more in women than in men. Cloud-like paintings. They'd like to to draw uh, waves, sunsets, everything very. And what what I found out was it's the, they start a conversation and they're so happy because they're getting something, you know, and it looks like something. But I say, I say to all of them, anybody that I see that paints that, I say, you have much more to give. There's much more in you that you believe. Just keep going in that direction. Just keep painting those things because all of a sudden it will pop and then you will get more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be just a wave or a little flowery uh, uh, clouds. It's going to be, it's going to be have substance. So you tell others, um, you know, as you're, as they're going through, there's more in you, but who told you that there was more in you along your own journey? My, my, from, um, oh, for me, yes. I saw that with my students, you know, so, and, and then I saw the re- results. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, when I was little, I, I I was so fascinated by artists. I was like fascinated by Picasso and Warhol. And I was fascinated by my friend that could draw. That was an unbelievable, uh, that had such a skill for drawing. And I had this uh, basement where I had a disco and I asked him to paint on the walls. I mean, it was fascinating. I had bands in my basement. Uh, I had a disco basement. I made myself a disco basement. And I had bands coming and I was so fascinating. I never thought it was an artist because it was so almost like, and then I started to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, my bike, I used, I paint, repainted my bike. I, I wasn't very wealthy and had a lot of bikes. So I only had one bike and I always repainted the bike. So it looked always and changed stuff around, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so, and, and what I say art does, what, what nothing else does, what nobody other human does, it gives you feedback because you see what it is. You, you, you mm-hmm. see you see what you did and especially after time. So when there's a photo of my old bike, which was yellow and black, and then I changed it into orange and black. I saw an old photo of mine. I said, man, that looked good in yellow and black. Perhaps I should have let it. And then I see an orange and black. And then I made it whole black and whole blue or whatever. And that was just a bike. There was nothing to it. I I didn't see Mm -hmm. myself, but it it, it is like uh, uh, aesthetics. And with this, you know, you 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 have a lot of passion for the what what art is, and that can be a painting. It can be yeah. repainting something that exists. Exactly. It is just changing it per your whim, whim and your desire for being creative, which is yeah. very open. And you you also noted that you you wrote a book. What what prompted you to take that step? I, I wrote five books. And the last book was called uh, Smart of Art. And that uh, prompted me because I could, I, I was reflecting on my life and I could never believe the, the numbers, you know, that we have 95 to 97% of artists worldwide are 
on uh, around living just surviving on the poverty line mm-hmm. and actually good that you mentioned that because i want i want to really work on uh, exp- uh putting an addendum on the human right of free- freedom of speech uh, it's a human right freedom of speech right it's accepted as a human right so i want to have it addended to that also art and culture is a human right because mm-hmm. what is the first thing system destroys like in this war in the ukraine was all cultural stuff so the the, the system is re uh systems number one should never be over humans they should never have 80,000 people killed and i think also um that they uh, destroy all the cultural things so almost your kids if you're from ukraine have no way of knowing what your ancestors did mm-hmm. this is a human thing this is way above any systems or any state this humans have to decide yes we want to preserve culture whatever this is jewish uh israeli uh, uh palestinian all the syrian we need to preserve that culture and and the art of that culture we cannot have that destroyed if you had to leave one sentence about creativity and artistry one sentence what would that sentence be art art brings us back in the moment and being in the moment we realize the limitlessness of our humanity I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation because I don't often speak with people who are artists. I don't often speak with people who have overcome something like dyslexia and dysgraphia and just really announce their genius because of what a lot of us would call a disability or difficulty. And that is something I really gleaned from this conversation and changed my perspective on on how we believe and how we think of things and how an area that may be termed disability or difficulty or special needs or anything of that may actually be the very thing that gives genius and sparks genius in another area. So I thank you so much for your time because it's the one resource we do not get back. And if you felt that this interview was something you'd like to share, it would do my heart so much good for you to share that and also to leave a heartfelt review. The more reviews in the Rising podcast receives, the more spread that it gets to go out and really affect people by being in their hands and in their ears and in their hearts and minds. And so thank you again so much. And until the next time, let's keep building one another up. Thank you.